dead. It's The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Welcome to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. 7 a.m. this morning, you are getting a major concert announcement. I had said last year when this tour got put together that I was going to go. It came somewhat close. I didn't go, and for like a year, I have regretted it. But apparently, I'm going to be able to get a make good. Show will be in the area October 7 a.m. is when we'll tell you who, what, when, and where. Joined every morning by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone. Body, uh, buddy? Yeah? I'm excited today because the Cavaliers can close out. Yeah, that's exciting times. I'm ready for the Cavaliers to close out this evening. The, do, uh, do you think they close out this evening? It's going to be very tough, dude. If people think that you're just going to walk into Boston and that they're going to roll over and take it, you're crazy. Um, it's the toughest game of any series is the closeout game. I think they do it tonight, but I won't be... Um, LeBron is undefeated in closeout games since returning to the Cavaliers. When he has a chance to close out an opponent, he has done it and won every time. I won't be surprised if it goes either way. I think they get it done tonight, but if they don't, it's not panic button time. It's just, dude, it's tough to win on the road, and Boston's a tough place to play, and they're going to play as hard as they possibly can. And I mean, if that's, you know, who knows if that's going to be enough to take over the Cavaliers, but I I wouldn't be shocked if if they lose tonight. Hmm. Sorry, I, uh, if that's not the, if that's not what you want. That's not the answer I wanted. No, no, I, uh, that's not that's not what I want. I, uh, I I I want it wrapped up. I want them ready to go. I, I I want as much downtime as I can get for my stars as they're going to face the Golden State Warriors, who already swept uh, the San Antonio Spurs there. So yeah, I kind of uh, yeah. I, if they can close out tonight, that's what I want. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's the best case scenario, but uh, you know, like I said, the toughest game to win in any single series is that closeout game, and you gotta, you know, yeah, they at least have to go in there respecting Boston, and I'm sure they do after after game three, and and you, you just recognize a team that isn't going to isn't going to you know let you dominate them anymore. You know, they're not going right. to they're, they're they're going to do their best to not to not be embarrassed again, especially in front of their fans. And so. that is a tough place to play. It is, man. The Garden can it be is. very... Have you ever been there? No, I have not. I have actually seen a Celtics game in the Garden, and it's uh, it's something. Well, and I mean, obviously, you know, LeBron, a road warrior, a guy that likes to play on the road and likes to hush crowds. So, like he I does said, love that. I, I won't be surprised if the Cavs win, and I, I think they can, and I think they will, but it, it's, it's not a given. There are certain places that I have been to to see sporting events that... You remember because of the fanatic environment of them. Right. The Boston Garden for the Celtics was one of them. When I went to Oakland to see a Raiders game, that was like an organized drive-by. I was I was terrified the entire time I was in that black hole. That was intense. Yankee Stadium is really intense. Like when you're in there, it's like their fans. You can feel all of that. So Boston can be a tough to play. Uh, you know, place to play. But I don't know. When I got LeBron James on my side, I feel. <laughs> I feel like my chances are pretty good. So that game going to be tonight. I'm actually going to go out for that one. You should. Yeah, I'm going to go out. We're, you know, I, I believe we're going to go out for that one. We're going to get a couple of people together, and uh, we were going to invite you, but I knew you were going to say no. Nah, I won't go. Sorry. And so uh, school night, and it's a Cavs game. Sorry. Yeah, but we're going to watch the Cavs game. I don't like to watch sporting events with other people. That's something about it that's just like, especially when it's my team. If it was the Super Bowl, I don't care. But like, when Matt the Cavs- hates other people. <laughs> you really do. You don't like spending time with other people. It's outside of your home, which is a little strange for a guy who gives away as much of his life as you do. 
Um, because you're very charitable. Yeah, but you don't like to spend time with people. Um, especially not in that situation. I mean, like I said, as far as like a sporting event goes that I care about, I'd much rather be able to watch it and not have to deal with people at the bar. I think that's one of those things that. If the Cavs are to lose, if the Cavs were to be down for a quarter or something like that, then I'm just going to have to sit there at the bar and bite my tongue while people are like, oh, dude, LeBron sucks, dude, this team sucks, they all suck. And I don't I don't enjoy that. I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah, that would be annoying. Yeah, I mean, as somebody especially who I feel like probably smarter than the average guy watching basketball, you know, when it comes to that, and just sit there, oh, dude, LeBron, not even, he's not even that good. He's not even that good. I don't want to sit there. I don't want to have to deal with that. I mean, people were trashing him after the last game where right. he scored 34. It's like, guys, how many points do you want him to score? I think he went 35 points on 56% shooting, and like people are trashing it. And for the most part, that's why during most games, I mean, I I try not to be all over social media, where it's like, I don't want your uneducated hot take. There's probably two or three dudes throughout a Cavs game that I'll text like and be like, oh, dude, did you see this? And because it's somebody else that I respect their sports prowess, I I respect them as a basketball fan, where it's like, dude, I don't, I mean, if you're just some idiot I went to high school with. I don't care what you think about uh, about you know uh, the Cavaliers' offense. If you watch Twitter while the Cavs are playing, you would think that they were the yeah. worst basketball team in the history of sports. And that's why I don't want to have to deal with the real life of that at the bar. Because I mean, that's essentially what yeah. happens: is, is you get those three sentences out of some idiot's mouth down at the end of the bar, and dude, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to do it either. <laughs> but people came into town to visit me and then then invited other people. We were okay. out to dinner last night, went to L Camps last uh-huh. night. It was delicious. That was good stuff. And uh, we went, you know, and a couple of friends met us. And then so everybody was like, oh my God, it's your birthday tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, damn it. And uh, they were like, well, we should go out for the Cavs game. So, like, I got kind of, I would rather be on my couch too, Dick. I was just trying <laughs> to get you out there to do this to be miserable with me. You know what? I'll hit up your girlfriend and tell her it's happening, and something tells me we'll see you both. Ah, you might see her. You're not going to see me. I'm thinking maybe Roosters for that. That's a good place to go. That seems like a perfect place for that. The wings are really good. Beer's really good. I think I'm going to do that. A lot on the show today. Uh, keeping with the Cavaliers, 7 o'clock, we'll also give you that concert announcement, but Ty Lue said something else incredibly stupid. Like, Ty Lue starting to prove that he's not really ready to be a head coach in the NBA. I'll give you that at 7 o'clock. Also, Canton PD were involved in a shooting of a suspect yesterday. We'll have that for you at 7.30. Khloe Kardashian is still trying to edge her way into Tristan's life. We'll give you that at 8. And Panda Porn at 9 a.m. However, I've been saying for a while now that standards in America are slipping. The standards of what we are willing to do while we're at work by whether it be your boss, you, your coworker, whatever, our standards in this country have been slipping forever. And I have an email from my own building that proves my point. I'll read it to you next on the Sansbury Show. Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. It's where you can podcast yesterday's program if you missed it. Still to come 7 o'clock, we have a major concert announcement to give you. Pretty excited about that one. It is an exciting concert announcement. It's something I want to, like, mm-hmm. I we were at dinner, last, I was at dinner last night with friends, and I told them what it was. I said, hey, I'm going to be making this announcement tomorrow at 7 a.m. And everybody at the table went, oh, that's cool. And I said to my buddy, I said, yeah, those will probably be hard to come by, so I'm probably just going to log on and buy them as soon as I can. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go into my pocket to buy. I haven't bought concert tickets. God. 
been a long time for me, too. I mean, I, dude, I've worked in radio forever. I've worked at a concert venue where most of the good concerts happen, the Cleveland Agora. So, like, most of the time, it's just go. Um, but this is a band. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. And I regretted not going. So, as long as the tickets aren't crazy, I'm probably going to buy a set. I need them. Got to go. Oh, what a good show that's going to be. 7 o'clock, we'll get you filled in. I believe we'll also have a pair of Beat the Box Office tickets for that. So you may even win some tickets this morning, 7 o'clock. I have to wait for my promotion department to get here. Find that out. I talk about the slipping of standards in America a lot. Like every other old person you know. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) you know, in my day. But I feel as if that is true of us. And it's... I don't know if it's just America. It's probably true of human beings. But the slipping of standards in any professional setting is just bound to happen. It's just going to happen. And so much so, though, that you can get sloppy. There are things we all know you can kind of like most of us on our at our jobs can like phone it in any one day of the week. Right. And maybe nobody will notice a little bit more noticeable with our job because we are performance based and uh, I don't know who's consuming my product. You just can listen to your car. I have no idea you're doing it or whether or not you're doing it. And so it's a little harder for us to hide. Most people don't have an audience. You know what I'm right. saying? Most people, you know, you're back there making cheeseburgers by yourself. You're back there punching in numbers by yourself. You're doing your job pretty much by yourself. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah. And so, like, you can kind of, like, you know, hide when you're not doing great or this and that. Or maybe you can do, like, 80% of it. Or, yeah, I don't really have to do it that way. It's faster if I do it this way. And it won't matter. Just half-ass it. You know, eh, quarter-ass it if you want to. Just take a break. It's kind of how, like, that last week in December, everybody's on effort. Everybody's on autopilot. Friday's a big day of the week where that can happen. Tomorrow would be a good one. Cavs game tonight, birthday tonight. Probably going to drink. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. Whatever your second favorite show is, that might be the one tomorrow. (laughs) I got to be honest with you. Heads up, dude. Mailing it in. But that's, you know what I mean? So sometimes that's just the way it goes. Mm -hmm. And I have an email from my own building that proves my point. There's been something happening in this building. And I've said to Fantone for six months about it. This is Radio 101. And if you don't know that you shouldn't do this, then you're then honestly, if it were up to me, I'd throw your punk ass out the building. That's how egregious I find this. Okay. Okay? Now, I'm not going to name names. I don't want to be, you know what I mean? I don't have, nobody's ever going to give me the power to let anybody go. This company no. once upon a time gave me enough yeah. power to hire and fire people. I don't think they'll ever give it to me ever again. Okay? Although I did a pretty good job of that. But we got an email from our engineering department. And by department, I mean one overworked dude with blood coming from his eyes daily because of how much stuff he has to do, right? There's like one guy, should be like three or four of them. There's one dude, right? So he sent out this email yesterday after we were already gone from the building. It was 3.30 in the afternoon, I think it was. And I can't, it's like even some of you who have never either A, worked in radio, or B, have never been to a radio station. When I read you this, you're going to go, well, yeah, you can't do that. Like, I've never even been in a radio studio, but I would know that you can't do that. Just all, just a reminder that it is imperative you turn the microphones off between breaks and when you leave the studio. And he goes on to talk about how we have a computer program here that is set to record when mics are turned on. People were recording shows or doing live shows and then walking out of the studio and not pressing off on the microphone. 
And I, because you all, there's on air lights in the hallway, mm-hmm. and it just says on air. We're the first ones here in the in the morning, routinely. And I'd walk past other studios, and on air lights would be on from the night before, like 10, 12 hours. Do you have any idea how much stuff could go wrong in an air studio in 12 hours with a live potted up microphone? A hell of a lot. Look how much is going wrong in it right now. <laughs> like, you don't think in 12 hours that that much more could go wrong with it? And yet, dude, like, this is what's crazy. When I came into this business, if you were that stupid to do that, that would have been your first and last day in the goddamn building. I can't believe this has to be an email sent to us. Turn the microphone off what are we at ocb yeah i mean i i am trying to come up with an excuse for this but Losing i can't my mind about but it. i can't i mean for a year i've been saying why is nobody looking into that it's a what do i want to say it's like it's like walking away from the stove with it still on and just being like eh, whatever it's a, i, I mean, did fall asleep the other night doing that but whatever. well but i mean like obviously that's a problem and you know you can you can come up with different excuses of like oh well there's nobody in the building or the door is closed or something like that but why would you leave yourself open to something like that when all you have to do is turn that microphone off because i mean if somebody's walking by the door or walking by the studio doors open or whatever and screams the f word right which i mean uh, you know i guess you shouldn't, shouldn't do. be doing in the hallway i could make the room that you should not be screaming obscenities in the hallway but welcome to radio where everybody's kind of a child right and 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 but you don't know the circumstances of what's going on i mean you bang your shin up against something and you say oh you know, right, right. Like it's, and I'm, I know I'm stretching of like, well, this could happen and that could happen and this could happen. But dude, that is just, it's grossly irresponsible. It is. And I mean, when you think about it, that's where our license comes from. Like we don't, we don't just, we don't have like, oh, Hey, we're first amendment, right? We get to sit here and, and broadcast live. Like, no, there's a license. There's terms and ingre- and, ingre- and like conditions to us being a radio station. And if you were to, you know, swear on a radio station, say things you weren't supposed to say, if something broadcast that wasn't supposed to, then dude, you can lose the license shut the whole thing down right now most often what they do is fine you right because well that's how they make their money you know what i mean the fcc will just fine you and you'll probably be able to keep your license and that whole thing and honestly to be if i'm gonna in the interest of full disclosure i don't really know how that that whole operation works i don't really know a lot about that and this and that i've always known these are the rules of things i'm not allowed to do i'm saying on this side of them so i never have to learn how they handle stuff like that i don't ever want to know that but when i read that email this morning it just made me think because this isn't an us problem this isn't this isn't a this building problem this is a human being problem and i talk about this all the time i go into other businesses and I see this all the time where it's like I feel like the standards of how you go about your day has been gradually slipping over time am I crazy well I mean once upon a time if we were doing this job we'd be wearing suits so like no I don't think you're crazy I don't think it's like oh my god but it, there there's suit up huh I mean well if, you want to suit up if we're gonna sit here and try to enforce suit like up. no we're gonna raise the standards we're gonna do this I mean that's- okay I think somewhere between turning mics off and suit is where the stance ratio should live I just want to point out that? that we host mornings at Rock 1069. Mm-hmm. I don't care what city you're in. The Rock radio station should have like 95% of the time the Rock radio station is where like the headaches work. 
Like, oh, yeah, those guys, they're highly rated, they do well, but they're a pain in the ass to deal with, and they do this and they do that. Dude, we are the two, we might be the two most buttoned-up air talent Stop in this building, Don't dude. stuff like that. <laughs> like, dude, if that's the case, if you and I are setting the standard around here, it's a low, low bar we're Now, I know about. my boss is listening to this in the drive-thru at McDonald's right now, Wait, you know, and, and it's driving him crazy because he's like, there's no way, you two are idiots. Right. But the microphone gets turned off. Yeah, it does. Like, when I read that this morning, I was just like, dear God. Like, no wonder. Like, no wonder when we put, like, uh, just no wonder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on, guys. But it, it's just like, when I read this, I knew. I was like, this has to happen in everybody else's life, too. Like, I guarantee you're going to walk into work today, and you're going to look at one of your coworkers, and they're going to have done something or be in the middle of doing something, and you're going to be like, how is this acceptable where I work? How do we work at the same place, dude? That is the worst feeling in the world. You're just looking at that, that, that person, and you're like, damn it, you make the same amount of money as No, I see, do. that's what makes it worse here, is that this guy that doesn't turn the mics off makes more money than you and I probably combined and doesn't shut the microphone off. When I read that, I just couldn't get over it. I could. I felt bad for the engineering department. Like that's a grown up that had to sit down and orchestrate an email about the most basic radio thing in the history of the industry. I it, couldn't believe it. It, it. It's 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 like the most unnecessary warning label of all time. It, it's like putting oh like oh my gosh, beware stickers on avocados. You might cut your hand. I mean, it it really is like uh, take the plastic off this battery before you install it in your car. When 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 <laughs> when okay. when the waiter comes over with a plate full of steaming hot fajitas and says, "Hey, careful, it's hot." It is the equivalent of that. I wish I would have got the fajitas last night. By the way, I wish I would have done that. But you're right. That's what a stupid stupid warning. Kim Kardashian back in the crosshairs once again. We'll tell you why next on The Stansberry Show. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Still to come, 9 o'clock, panda porn. Yeah, it's important. It's affecting all of us. The panda porn. It affects all of us. Oh, I'm sure it does, dude. You gotta, uh, you gotta go to your, your your favorite porn site and you know look up some pandas and dude, hey, have a moment with yourself. There. Also, 9:30 major uh, major movement going on with the Canton charge. So we'll get into that around 9:30 right. this morning. I'm glad you brought up pornography. I have a question about it. Does okay. your birthday count as one of the holidays where you yes. can't masturbate? Yeah. Jeez, that's dude. a that's a sad that's a sad state of affairs. <laughs> if you're if, if if you're cranking on it on your birthday, that is a sad state of affairs. If one day on planet Earth you should be able to get somebody to touch it for you, it shall be your date of birth. See, I would think that you know it's your but, birthday. Do what you want. You know who? What else's birthday it is th- th- today that makes me want to crank on it? Who's that? Star Wars. It's Star Wars's birthday today too. Ah, Star you- Wars released. May 25th, 1977. Yeah, that's right. They knew it was a classic day. So there you go. You share a birthday with a lot of famous people, or oh. at least a couple famous people. Like uh, first, right out of the gate, Rob Lowe. Former WWE champion uh, Roman Reigns, Sansbury shares a birthday with. Uh, Ian McClellan, Sansbury sh- uh, shares a birthday with. Uh, who else we got on this list? Uh, Cillian Murphy. Okay. Actor right there, Brian Urlacher. Nice. Uh, another dude that's got your birthday. Pretty there. good golfer, Urlacher. Yeah, and and Hayes share a birthday with there. Uh, also from Ohio. There you go, dude. From the small town of Aurora, Ohio. Did you know that? There you go. I did not. Yeah, she grew up right across the street from uh, from Geauga Lake. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, her parents once upon a time attended my dad's church. 
Long, long, long time ago. Um, Austin Powers, Mike Myers, you share a birthday oh, with, Oh, God, no. I'd rather die than <laughs> no, share it's, it's anything true, with that true. guy. I don't even like sharing his movie. Like, honestly, <laughs> uh, uh, ugh, dude, there's nobody. Oh, God, I find that guy to be so unfunny. Well, he's uh, you and him and, 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 and Garth. Oh, shag. <laughs> oh, God, I hated that whole Austin Powers thing. I hated it. Oh, uh, hey, Wayne's World? No, 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 not a fan. All there. right, I'll All give right. him Wayne's right. World. Okay. But All like, right. so I married an axe murderer? Yeah. Hated it. Yeah, that's one of those movies everybody talks about how great it is, and then you watch it again, and it's like, ah, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't that good. good. Yeah. But no, those are all the people you share a birthday with, buddy. All right, I can live with that. Yeah, we'll, I can live with we'll that. Little Roman Reigns action. I like it. Yeah, somebody find Mike Myers and kill him for me. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a fan. I am not a fan. Jeez. Although he did, I will give Mike Myers credit for this. If you have Netflix, he directed a documentary about a guy who's been behind the scenes in the music business forever. He used to be Alice Cooper's manager back in the day, and it's called Supermensch. And if you like music and you like documentaries, watch Supermensch. You'll okay. love it. All right? So there's that. All right. I've been, uh, I've been promoing this concert announcement, and I, and I get to make it right now. And I'm so happy about this because I really thought I missed my opportunity. Guns N' Roses will be at the Quicken Loans Arena October the 26th. Tickets go on sale Saturday, June 3rd, 10 a.m. We're going to get you hooked up with a pair here in just a few minutes. Those are beat-the-box-office tickets. I am very excited about that show. Obviously, Guns N' Roses needed to make a Cleveland date. And when it first came through, I was like, oh, dude, no, they'll do a Northeast Ohio date. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. It right. never did. And uh, the fact that they're going to, uh, they're going to, uh, they're going to do the thing, that's very exciting, man. I'm so excited. I, have, uh, I, I saw... Like Axel's version of Guns N' Roses, I think it was like 07 when he came and did that for Chinese Democracy. God, that maybe, was that long ago. Maybe 07, 08. No, it had to be 07 because I was with my buddy Jerry. And although I was doing afternoons already, yeah, it was probably yeah, it was like 07. He came around Chinese Democracy tour, and actually the Eagles of Death Metal opened that show up. And Axel was fantastic. I mean, they were so good that night. Like, I, I remember thinking to myself, if I close my eyes right now, you would think that was Slash playing. Like, that's how good they were. So I'm very excited to see the whole thing back together. Now, I also saw this, and I don't have verification that this will be on the Cleveland date. Okay? So let me, let me make that abundantly clear one more time. I don't have verification that this is who's opening up the Guns N' Roses show on the Cleveland date. But Chino from the Deftones just tweeted out, Hey, we're going to be joining Guns N' Roses out on tour for some select dates. Now, I'm just sitting here, fingers crossed that that's who we get. I mean, dude, if that show ends up being Deftones, Guns N' Roses, I mean, that's a fastball right down the middle for me. Pretty good show. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that's a good one. I love the Deftones, and I love Guns N' Roses. That would be a great show for me. So October the 26th. Quickly, I got to handle this. Okay. The Cavaliers are in action again tonight. Indeed they are. They're going back to the Garden. They were traveling on their way back to the Garden. Apparently somebody asked Ty Lue about, you know, this series wrapping up and them going on to Golden State. And he's trying to say, like, the PC coach thing, not give anybody the soundbite. And he ends up giving us the soundbite worse. He says here, we're just focused on Boston right now. The stuff they're running, it's harder to defend than Golden State's offense. What? This is the same head coach that thought he had the hardest job in the NBA. <laughs> Hilarious. I would say Brad Stevens' job right now harder than Ty Lue's. That's just me. That's just me. And 
Golden State has what is widely considered to be the greatest shooter of the basketball in the history of the game. Clay's pretty good at it, too. Oh, Durant's pretty good. Iguodala's not the worst. And Draymond's pretty good. You mean to tell me that facing Boston is harder for you to game plan than it is for Golden State? I'm telling you right now, if we take tie, I'm telling I I'm I'm suspicious. I don't know that I'm right about it, but I'm suspicious of it. I'm suspicious that if I take Ty Lue and give him to the New Orleans Pelicans, give him Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins, he wins no more games next year with that lineup than they won this year. I don't think coach I don't think Ty Lue could coach his way out of a paper bag if I'm being honest. I feel like the context of it is a little bit different than what everyone has made it out to be because honestly, dude, when it comes to the complexity of the offense, since Isaiah Thomas has left, dude, the Celtics have ran a much more complex offense than the Golden State Warriors have. It doesn't mean that they're better, a better team than the Golden State Warriors, and I don't think that's the point that he was trying to make. But as far as like when it comes to defending the Golden State Warriors, they 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 beat you because they're better than you. They don't beat you because they 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 they're ran better than you. Okay, I mean that's I mean that is probably what he's saying. That's a pretty fine distinction. At the end of the day, I just think this is another thing on top of like the crazy things the guy said about his job, and I don't think he understands his job all that well. We're just focused on Boston. The stuff they're running is harder than the Golden State's offense for me, as far as the actions and all the all the running around and all the guys who are making all the plays. So it's a totally different thing. I think that's valid. I do. I I I don't disagree with it. Golden State isn't necessarily a super complex team. They know how to beat you because they're better than you it's not that they're out there like out scheming you i think when somebody's that much better than you that makes them harder to when somebody's that much better than the competition you're currently playing that makes them harder to defend this is very it's very much the same thing as when he said he had the hardest coaching job in the nba it's it's very much not understanding that people that words do have actual meanings they don't mean what you think they they would when you put them together they mean what they mean they don't mean what you want them to mean. They mean what you. They mean what you said. <laughs> Dude, Golden State is. I, here's what I know. Golden State won two games last year in the NBA Finals by like 40 points against us. Like, right? Like, how is that not harder to defend? Than the Boston Celtics, but this is. But again, this is the same guy that thinks he has the hardest job in the NBA. But he, I mean, he's saying as a coach, as a coach, from the perspective of of how do I plan for this? I do understand how that's harder to do when you have more complex things going on. That's going to be a tougher. That's going to be tougher for you to coach. Ah, that's because, a little homerism. Just because, just because Golden State is going to be able to beat you, and and the way they do it, you don't have to switch on defense like you do on the Celtics, and like that's a huge difference when you're looking at it from a defensive scheming plan. Is you don't have to make those switches and that's dude that's a lot of what happened in that first half of game uh, game four there our game, our game game four three, no right? game four where, they, oh, where yeah. they couldn't get it together is they were just running this motion offense that the Cavaliers couldn't defend the Warriors aren't going to do that like and that's I think that's the difference there is that it's not so much that hey Boston's better than or or we're more likely we're facing a tougher team in Boston I don't think that's the point he was trying to make at all but when it comes from like a schemes perspective Boston is is a tougher team I just can't imagine another head coach Coach, another great head coach. And again, I don't think Ty Lue's a great coach. I can't imagine another great head coach talking about a team who lost their superstar, their only superstar, and talk about how that makes it harder than beating an all-time great NBA team. How that's harder than defending an all-time great NBA team. 
It just this go it, it, it again. It's just it's crazy. This is just like oh my god, I have LeBron James. How do I do this? It's so hard. What do you mean? It's so hard. Put the ball on the floor and watch the biggest, freakish athlete in all time win. <laughs> How hard is that? This guy's absolutely insane. He's insane. Canton police were involved in a fatal shooting of a suspect. We'll get you filled in next on the Sansbury Show. The Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9 online for you. WRQK.com. You know what I forgot to do? What was that? Pass out the Guns N' Roses tickets. Son of a bitch. Dude, I'm bad at that. Yeah, you are. It's all right. It's your birthday, dude. You can't. You do nothing wrong on your birthday. You know what it is? What's that? I think it's these nudes that are coming across my text Jeez. messages. Yeah. Jeez. Happy birthday, Stansberry. Yeah, man, she's sexy. She's something else. I like that. So we'll pass out those Guns N' Roses tickets here shortly. 1-800-243-7625, the number you need on them. Passing out the nudes, too? No. All right, good no, job. No, I want her to keep sending them to me. Good and job. I, I tell guys all the time, do not share the naked pictures women send to you with, this, with other people. Don't do that. That's what makes the rest of them stop wanting to do it. Idiots. It's like the same thing when a woman sleeps with you and then like it, dude, quit calling them whores. You know what I mean? Like you, do you want do you want women sexually active? Don't do any stuff that don't do the stuff that hinders that. What are you doing? It's craziness. We will get you hooked up with some panda porn though at 9 a.m. Alright. That's somebody's job, the panda porn. Feel bad for that person. I'll tell you what I mean coming up at nine. So Canton police were involved in a fatal shooting the other day. We made you aware of this a little bit yesterday as the news was breaking, but they were called to a house on uh, 22nd street before 1 a.m. Wednesday um, off of a 911 hangup. And then he calls uh, 911 again a second time. Um, saying that he needed an inhaler and that he had a gun. We actually, that 911 audio has been released. We have it for you. We're going to run that for you now. To the neighborhood for a 911 hang-up call. As officers responded to the scene, the suspect called 911 a second time, stating that he had asthma and needed an inhaler. He also told, dispatch, told dispatchers that he had a gun in his possession. Police body camera video shows us what happens in the following moments. And we should warn you, this video may be disturbing to watch. The video showing officers arriving to 22nd Street Northwest and discovering that the suspect, 24-year-old Hayden Stutz, was holding his 18-year-old girlfriend against her will around the neck and body in the side yard of a home. The suspect yelled repeatedly that he had a pistol and did not care what happened next. Stutz refused to release the victim after several police attempts, and they say he made several movement, movements indicating he was going to inflict serious physical harm to the victim. That is when the officer approached Stutz, firing one shot, striking him in the head. Canton police today releasing audio of those 911 calls the suspect made moments before the shooting. Uh, okay, I have a pistol in the garage. Okay, and okay. why do you have a pistol in the garage? Well, it's, a, well, it's, a, uh, it's actually on me. 
Okay, what do you plan on doing I, I, with I don't, it? I don't do well around cops, for real. Jeez. After the shooting, officers can be seen rendering first aid to the suspect. Stutz was transported to Altman Hospital, where he was pronounced dead. Now, Canton police immediately saying tonight that the shooting was justified, releasing their use of force policy to Fox 8, which reads in part, the use of force by law enforcement personnel is a matter of critical concern, both to the public and to the law enforcement community, and when warranted, may use reasonable force in carrying out their duties. Yeah, I mean, that's a, there's a standard in place for a reason. I mean, we would like for police to interact with you know society and never have the necessity for the gun or to pull it or to use it but that's not reality at that point we don't have a necessity for police you know mm. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like that this sort is, of true there yeah. it's, it's, it's a part of their job and it's the it's the real life aspect of their job is that they do find themselves in situations like this and you know I, I obviously this is a local story a lot of people knew this guy and a lot of people feel very passionately about this and I understand that completely but as far as I can tell everything that I've seen read heard about this is that this cop didn't have another option I, I, I don't know what this cop was supposed to do yeah sometimes they're just left with this is what you have you know um, people are gonna ask about tasers and the like I'm sure that's gonna be the first question on everybody's mind is why did we use lethal force why are we not tasing I don't have the answer to that and nobody this point has addressed that well as far as I know this cop was under the impression via via the via the words of this of, of, of this criminal was that he I mean he was holding his girlfriend and that he had a gun on him right this wasn't about this I mean what if this what if this girl would have been shot? You know what I mean? Right. And then it's like, well, why didn't the cop do something about it? You know, why didn't the cop? It, why did he let it get this far? Right, right, right. right. So it, this was. Well, that's what we're going to. We're going to second guess. As far as far as this officer knew, this was a life and death situation. As far as as far as this officer was aware and not not because of of of, of somebody said this to him. This was the guy saying it to the cop. I, what are you supposed to I mean, do? He tells the 911 dispatcher, I don't do well around cops. I have a gun and I don't do well around cops. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I would imagine that information was relayed, right? He was saying it to the officer. That, oh, that know, was actually to the officer. Is, from from what I've read, that he said that to oh, the I officer. I misunderstood the news is that, report. Is that I have a gun? Well, he did say it. To, he said it to the nine one one dispatch, and he okay. was saying it to the officer as well. Ah, uh, okay. And That's then, where I got confused. At okay. that point, what is the cop supposed to do? Right. Hearing that information, knowing the suspect has a gun, I can't be surprised how this ended up, is what I would say about it. I feel like such a creep doing this, but the video is online at WRQK.com. It did happen in your community. I know you're interested in it, or at least some of you are. I know there will be some interest. Um, I always feel slimy about that kind of stuff, but I have tweeted it out. It's on the Facebook pages as well. Um, and again, I feel slimy saying that, but it, but it, it, if you would like to see it, it is available for you. Um, a lot of people have brought up that this guy was recently diagnosed as bipolar. This guy was a great guy. And all that could be very, very true. And I'm not trying to jump up and down on someone's grave, but y you put yourself in this situation. It's not like the guy was standing there with his hands up and the cop just shot. Because if that was the case, dude, then I would be on a completely different level of this. But you're holding an, an innocent hostage. You're holding somebody. You're threatening police officers. I, what do you what do you expect is, to happen? How, right. There's only so many different ways this ends up and uh, this is the way this normally will end up 
And again, we're kind of dancing around this the way we maybe wouldn't had this been Florida because this is a local story or Alabama or Tennessee or whatever because we know this happened here. But at the end of the day, given the facts of the case that I've seen so far, I can't be shocked that this is the way this ended up. Uh, the video, the rest of the info is available for you in the Stansbury Show section of WRQK.com. I do have Guns N' Roses tickets. I'm not going to forget. Let's pass those out right now. We'll take caller 25 at one 800 243 7625, you're off to see Guns N' Roses October the 26th at the Q. They do not even go on sale until June the 3rd. These are beat the box office tickets, and we'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. 6 9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 1069. Online for you, WRQK.com. That's where you can podcast yesterday's program if you missed it. Also online, WRQK.com, right now in the Sansbury Show section. little view of uh, TNT show The Dunk King, a man dunking over a car that was pretty awesome obviously basketball in everybody's mind this Cavaliers back in action later this evening very excited to watch that game feel like we're going to close out feel like I'm going to need a nap later dude, I'm going to take a nap this afternoon you have to, yeah, because like, we're going out tonight so it, it's not going to be over till 11 o'clock oh, you know what man. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely a later night for you, Jesus. so I don't, I don't like that. That's that's late. That's late for a school night for me. Pretty late. So, yeah, I probably will take a nap. And then, yeah, I think we're going to go out, get some wings, some beer, watch a little Cavaliers. Should be a good time. I want to uh, congratulate Mike Tubby of Canal Fulton. Picked himself up a pair of Guns N' Roses tickets. Those are beat the box office tickets. They don't go on sale until the 3rd at 10 a.m., but he got them before you can buy them. And we'll have another pair for you tomorrow morning on the Sandsbury Show as well. And again, I, I need to look up the Deftones tour dates because Chino, lead singer of the Deftones, says they're going on tour with Guns N' Roses. And I got to tell you, if that ends up being the show here, Deftones, Guns N' Roses, I'll be pumped about that. I love the Deftones. They're good. Guns N' Roses, no slouch either. No, they're all right. Yeah, they're pretty good. The I'm, Roses are. make something out of themselves. Yeah, I think they'll be okay. Uh, Fantone, during the break found some more information about the uh, situation surrounding, was it, do I have it right? Is it Hayden Stutes? Yeah. 24-year-old from Canton. As this made, God, this made the Daily Mail over in the UK, this story, where was he going around the park on Monday and just challenging people to fights? Am I reading this right? Yeah, arrested in North Canton Monday afternoon, I believe it was, um, for doing just that, being in a local park, walking around, challenging people to fight. I think he had it like live streaming on Snapchat, is what I want to say. Oh, wow. So, you know, and I, that doesn't necessarily indicate that, hey, you're going to end up, you know, getting killed by police or anything like that. But obviously, something was going on with this dude this week. North Canton police chief said he was making some really off, he was saying, uh, Sorry, he was saying some really off-the-wall stuff. It was mostly erratic behavior and trying to Snapchat everything. He was challenging some people to fight and then taking the video. Um, he had admitted to, while being arrested, to smoking marijuana. No shock there. Moments before the shootings, uh, he's heard on the 911 call saying he has asthma. And then he asked the police to provide an inhaler. And he then claimed to have a pistol, saying the weapon is, is actually on me. We do have the 911 call. Do you have that available to you? Can we run that one more time? Sorry, I should have made him aware of that before going to it. That's actually uh, my bad there, just for people just joining us. 
We do have it. Pistol in the garage. Well, it's at, well, it's at, uh, it's actually on me. Okay, what do you plan on doing I, I, with I don't, it? I don't do well around cops, for real. Yeah, so that was uh, that was that was part of the nine one one call there, and then they show up on the scene, and you know we've made you aware he um, he was involved in a police shooting. The police had had shot him, and um, he lost his life in that altercation. As far as this goes, the female officer came on the scene. Um, Stutz had his girlfriend still holding her, um, and asked for in a, like around the neck, her. right? Yeah. Right, around the neck, around the waist is what I'm reading here. Um, she responds and says, "We'll have to call you an ambulance, okay?" At this point, the officer invites Stutz to sit down. Stutz then asks if he can sit with his girlfriend. Officer says, sure, whatever makes you comfortable, just stay away from the pistol. Cop then yells, stay away from the pistol. He's going for the gun. The other officer who arrived on scene orders Stutz to release the woman, uh, does not do so, and continues to make movements, indicating that he was going to inflict harm onto the woman, and that's when police decided it was time. That's when they do their job, like, and, and, and not that they want to do it. No, it's not like they're like, no. oh, thank God, I get to do that. That's not the way that goes down. Like those those cops go home at the end of the night, and that they live with that, and that that weighs on them the rest of their life. The family of this young man, I obviously feel bad for. The girl, I feel awful for. But that cop, dude, that cop didn't have any intention on waking up that morning and no. shooting somebody in the no. head. That's no. the thing about that job is that you wake up and it's a possibility, right? But you don't know what's going to happen at any given time. Like I can, like when I woke up this morning. Not that things can't go wrong in the middle of this, but I could have told you about 90% of the way my day was going to go. About 90%. Yeah. I could have told you, all right, yeah. this will be the year. We'll probably do this around here. This will happen. Maybe this will get a little screwy, this and that. But for most things, I've been like, yeah, I can pretty much ballpark my day. When those men and women get up every day, when cops get up every day, put that uniform on, you have absolutely no idea what you're getting into. None. It's honestly, that's like flying. It'd be like driving down the freeway at eight at seventy miles per hour, and the person in the passenger or like in the back seat putting their hands over your eyes and going, "Get us home, dude! Right. Get us home!" That's essentially what putting that uniform on is like every day. How terrifying would that be? And I just, you know, I feel terrible for everybody involved. I know there's a family here that lost their kid, and now it sounds like we're glamorizing the cops. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying you don't know what they get into every day, and it's just it, that that's a challenge I'm happy I don't have. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. One of those things here where, I, dude, I certainly don't think we're trying to glamorize what no. happened. And, and, God, and if no. anybody's reading it as such, I, I don't think that's what either of us intend. But you have to call things the way that you see them. And if this was, like I said in the last break, if this was a situation where the kid had his hands up and the cop just shot him, I'd be singing a completely different tune. Way different thing. But this this is the facts. Isn't that? This is the facts that are presented to right. us. And it, you have to be consistent across the board. And I, 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 as far as I can tell, this was what the cop was supposed to do. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I mean, I've watched the video a couple of times. I've heard the 911 call, and that's the conclusion I came up with. It is available for you at WRQK.com for you to make your own judgments. We uh, have some information on Khloe Kardashian and her intentions with Tristan Thompson. Turns out LeBron and the rest of the NBA, not totally on board. We'll fill you in with what I'm talking about next on the Sandsbury Show. Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. We're online, WRQK.com. You know, people have been asking me all morning, what do you want for your birthday? You know, honestly, this is going to sound like a joke. That's what I want. I want you to go to WRQK.com and watch two videos. And then I want you to get one of your friends to go to WRQK.com and watch two videos. I'm so sick of hearing my boss talk to me about web numbers. I'm like over it. Like, it's like twice a week I have to hear about web numbers. 
and I'm over it. So if you want to get me anything for my birthday, give me web hits. That's what I want. I, w- I-, I want a quieter boss. <laughs> That's what I'm after. Welcome back to the program. We love having you on board. Happy birthday, buddy. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. <laughs> what do I really want? Taylor made M2 irons. Get on it. They're only 800 bucks. Come on. Only 800 bucks. Do your boy solid. Come on. No, I'm not doing it, though. I, I almost pulled the trigger yesterday. My friend came into town. She was like, just do it. She's like, come on, let's just go to the store. She's like, it's your birthday. Get yourself something you really want. And I was like, nah, not doing it. Hey, dude, get it. yourself a club. Sure, I can sign off on that. Dude, you deserve something. You uh, you work hard, and you should treat yourself to a little something. If it were one club. But, dude, $800, bro, yeah, that's, 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 yeah, that's, that's not people without food. I'm going to spend 800 bucks on iron. You're probably going to be one of them in about three weeks. So, dude, I would not spend $800 on golf clubs. You joke about me losing my job all you want. You joke about me losing food one more time, though. And we're not going to be friends. So, yeah, that's what I want. Web hits. WRQK.com. Speaking of WRQK.com, some people didn't see it yesterday. Uh, The restaurant randomizer that I put together. We used it last night. Pretty sweet, dude. So we were at home. And and my friend was in town. She just got in town yesterday. And she's like, where do you want to eat? And I was like, you know what? We put this thing up at the website. WRQK.com. I was like, and all you do is click it, and it tells you where to go. El Campesinos came up, and nice. we were like, El Camps it is. Delicious Got too. in the car and went, oh, my God, it was so good. Yeah, it's 100 different restaurants in the Stark County area, um, and all you got to do is click, and it'll tell you where to go to eat. So no more, well, babe, where do you want to go? I don't, I don't care where, where you, you want. Go. I don't care where you want. I don't, I don't care where you want. And then you list a place, and then she tells you like 17 reasons why that's not the place you should go, because she does care. Not that a man couldn't do that too. I'm yeah, sure we're just as annoying on the it. other side of that. But you know, we're men. We deal with you know, we deal with. We, we like to present ourselves as men. Like, yeah, we'll tell you what it's like. I've seen Sears commercials. I know I'm supposed <laughs> to like screwdrivers. I know what's going down. <laughs> this story's back, and I don't know if it has legs or not because they're not quoting anybody. And anytime I read a headline and they don't give me a quote yeah. to attribute to somebody, even a blind quote. You know, even an anonymous quote, I could be like, okay, well, maybe there might be something to that. But this story's back about how Khloe Kardashian's trying to marry Tristan Thompson, but I guess behind closed doors, LeBron and the Cavs are against it. Now, we heard about this once before when they first got together, but I don't, I don't know if I buy this. I mean, LeBron's going to hold his tongue. That doesn't seem like him. I feel like there would be something backhanded online at one of his social media accounts. And maybe there is, and I don't see it. But Yeah, I mean, and this has been the number one story since Chloe and, and Tristan became a thing. And he's been balling out. And Well, yeah, dude, I, you cannot deny the, oh, well, dude, she's, you know, she's, she's going to destroy his career. The dude has, has done the opposite. The dude has made himself a more valuable player, earns his paycheck every time he's out on the floor. So I, I, I think that's... He's going to be... A headache for Golden State, I think. Yeah, certainly, I mean, he's one of the reasons why the Cavaliers are who they are, dude. It's an underrated thing. Um, but number one, obviously, his ability to rebound is unparalleled in the NBA. If you ask me, dude, is that he right? Is, he is, if not the amongst the top five rebounders in NBA right now. So he certainly, certainly upper echelon when it comes to that. And an underrated aspect of his game, and a part of what makes the Cavaliers good, is he's able to switch on defensive assignments that most big guys are not able to do. 
you, and you'll see it probably tonight when they play the Celtics, um, you'll see him guarding guards. You'll see him on the switch there, and he'll move to the guard, and that makes it so much more difficult. And he has the ability and the quickness to do that, where it makes it so much more difficult for a team. No, not every guard. You know, There's going to be guys that are going to be able to beat him off the ball, but for the most part, he's able to make that switch that other big dudes aren't, and that's one of the many reasons why I'm a huge fan of Tristan Thompson. Um, But if this was any other chick, maybe there would be some story to it. Maybe there would be like, I don't know. But the fact that it's Khloe Kardashian, I don't know what website we got this from, but the fact that it's Khloe Kardashian guarantees you're going to get web hits. And it was, what was it? Two, it was two games ago. Somebody's this like, this is N E S N. But two days ago, it doesn't seem right. Two days ago, people were like, Oh my God, Kylie Jenner is sending Tristan Thompson nudes. Yeah. I heard that. They, I heard there was rumors that one of the Jenner chicks was trying to steal Tristan Thompson. That's not true. And then, and then Khloe Kardashian brings Kylie Jenner to the Cavs game. So it's just like, guys, like you just want this to happen at the beginning of the, at the beginning of the playoffs. Um, there was all this, Oh dude. Oh, she's, 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 she's going to break up with them. She's going to break his heart before he leaves next night. She's at the Cavs game, taking selfies with fans, being super polite to everybody. I know that we want to hate on these girls. I know we do. And you know, and there's some validity to it in the sense of like, it, it's just you're go- famous for nothing. So people are going to hate it. But what are we, what is anybody famous for? You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, I could make the argument that Denzel earned his fame. Right. Okay. Uh, yes. But there's plenty of other, even you, what do I, what do I want to say? Recognizability. But, but at this time, uh, you're on a television show that has been grossly successful over the past five years. Yeah. I, I think people's argument is that they got that television show over the fact that they got famous for nothing. I but mean, I mean, here's the thing. People hate it because you wish that would happen to you. Right. What happened to the Kardashian chicks is the American dream. Right. They got famous and rich over. Now I know their parents had some money, but they got famous over nothing, which is what you spend every day dreaming would happen to you. So, uh, listen, and that's why you hate them. But she has been nothing but uh, uh, speaking highly of Northeast Ohio, talking about how much she appreciates it here, has been supportive of Tristan Thompson. I don't understand uh, what, what is this woman done that makes everybody so irate. I remember I gave her some credit. Because when she was like talking well about Northeast Ohio, and I said, "Look, you know, all these people are trashing her and all this stuff," and like she comes to Cleveland, she's staying there while he's in town playing games, going to restaurants. Do I mean, dude? They've been seen at Town Hall like a million times. Like apparently, she loves Town Hall. They filmed an episode of the Keeping Up with the Kardashians at Town Hall. Like so, I mean, she's all in here. It seems like, and with him, and. Let's be honest about the fact that there are other NBA girlfriends or wives who would come to Northeast Ohio and be like, ew, get me out of here. And those are just bitches from Instagram. Those right. are just hot chicks. Those, those are just those Instagram hoes. Those right. aren't A-list celebrities. Khloe right. Kardashian is an A-list celebrity, and she's out here talking about how great everything is, and we still want we still want to crap on and her. And I can hear this tweet being typed right now, so I'm going to cut you off at the goddamn pass. She's only saying that because she knows that's going to make us like her. Right. But at least she's smart enough to pretend that she likes it versus some Instagram hoe that could be banging like the third string center who would be like, oh, my God, Cleveland sucks. Like that's that's what most guys in the NBA would be dealing with. It, it doesn't matter where these people are in their relationship. It doesn't matter what the actual facts are. The fact that it's a Kardashian will always be the uh, the lightning she, run. She's the villain. She's the villain. She's doing something awful. She's going to ruin the team. She's going to ruin his life. She's going to do this and the other, dude. And uh, dude, just back off her, man. I cannot believe. I cannot believe that people just just a, a person who has who has you know. I mean, I don't want to say champion Northeast Ohio because all she did was say it was like nice, and I'm glad. I'm happy to be here. But like, what else do you want? What, what 
has this woman done to you? What has this woman done to Tristan Thompson? Nothing. Nothing. Why, why do we care? Now, we're, we don't know if it's Rocky. So if, if they should happen to break up, could I see Khloe Kardashian being one of those girls that, all right, you know, sometimes you go through a breakup and it's like, thank God, get me away from that. And then sometimes you know you should be away from that person, but yet your body and your mind and everything still yearns for them, even though you know it's unhealthy. I could see Chloe being one of those that on the opposite end of it, where it makes you go down like this rabbit hole where you're depressed and it's awful, but we aren't there yet. And I'm not going to jump up and down on Tristan Thompson over something that has not happened. Kevin Love dating a Victoria's Secret supermodel, Kate Bach. I'm sure she's the exact same way. She's pretty sexy. But for some reason or another, it's just like, yeah, yeah, Kevin Love, whatever. But since Tristan Thompson's dating a Kardashian. I think I would rather have Chloe, though. I have always had a thing, even when Chloe was chubby. Like when the Kardashian shows first started and she was like the fat Kardashian girl, I was always like, dude, give me that one. Don't get me wrong. I recognize Kim's hotter. I do. I recognize the fact that Kim's hotter. I recognize that she's got a better body than Chloe, even now. I recognize all that. But I have always said this about women. Sexiness, sex appeal doesn't necessarily mean most attractive. Like people can be sexy and have a little weight. People can be sexy and have some, uh, for the lack of a better term, flaws. And I think Chloe at first look is definitely more flawed visually than Kim is, but there's just something sexy about her to me. I just, I don't know. I've always just been like, yeah, dude, let me. I, now, I'm not Tristan Thompson. And Chloe, I make. Well, a lot less than a hundred million. I mean, <laughs> like yeah, a, a lot less. Bit, less I mean, dude, I, I, Chloe, I make a lot less than a hundred thousand. But like, if you if you want to slum it, I'm the guy. I'm totally the guy. Field, I'm all in. Tristan Thompson's field goal percentage is up at this point in the playoffs. Last year, he had not grabbed as many rebounds. I, I, he's playing. He's shooting better free throws, dude. I think Kardashian vagina makes you better at your job. I think that we should all be so lucky, right? We we should we should all be out there banging somebody who makes us better at what we do. But for some reason, poor Double T guy can't catch a break. Um, we should all be out there banging people that make us better, huh? I think so. And it's my birthday. <laughs> What's the address here? Seventy-seven fifty-five Freedom Avenue Northwest. There it is. We're looking for uh, we're we're looking for female delivery there. That's what that's what we need. Did you see the other Kardashians in trouble over the uh, Ariana Grande thing? No, what happened? Well, she tweeted out over this Manchester attack thing and said uh, she there was a picture of her and Ariana Grande at a concert. Okay. And she says, you know, con- I'm going to paraphrase here. Concerts are supposed to be fun and a place where everybody comes together and like all this stuff. And uh, I love you, Ariana Grande. And like people, of course, Twitter then hate it right twitter hated it because that's what twitter is for it's to hate on things and nothing else and people were like oh my god kim kardashian how tone deaf are you people are picking human flesh out of hair and you're saying the concert should be fun Concert should be fun. I think a lot of people made that point. Right. Uh, yeah. But again, people jumping up and down on Kim Kardashian because she got famous doing the thing you refuse to do to your husband. How about go home maybe tonight and try it? Who knows? You might be famous tomorrow. I mean, your husband's not Ray J, but you never know. You might be famous tomorrow. I have information that is telling me that a drug I constantly tell people to stay away from is in fact the safest recreational drug you can do. I am, I'm very skeptical. We'll call through the information together next on Rock 106.9. On Rock 106.9. 
Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock Roll 69. If you missed our concert announcement this morning at 7 a.m., it was Guns N' Roses coming to the queue in October. Tickets don't go on sale until the 3rd at 10 a.m. We have another pair to pass out. We will do that tomorrow morning on the program. I read this, and I don't buy it. All right. They did a study of people admitted to like hospitals and emergency rooms and medical centers over having used drugs. Okay, so like I took drugs and oh my god, I have to go to the hospital now or I'm about to OD, something like, something's okay. going to happen, right? Okay. And so they they looked at the percentage of people using certain drugs who were then admitted to the hospital. And their science says and I'm getting this from USA Today is the one that published this report. Okay. Okay. They say that the psychedelic drug known as magic mushrooms is the safest recreational drug you can use, according to this study. Now, they say they can be risky and cause panic attacks or confusion. Yeah. So those are some of the warnings. And he said, if you combine them with alcohol or other risky or unfamiliar settings, the doctor says here, then you have the increased risk of harm or accidental injury. But overall, people who were doing cocaine, alcohol, were admitted to the hospital much more than people who had been on mushrooms. The thing that makes me question this is the lack of marijuana being talked about here. Cocaine makes all the sense in the world. I would definitely think mushrooms are safer than cocaine, at least from the the hospitalization stance. Yeah, dude, I think how many people are thinking they're having a heart attack because they're doing a bunch of coke and it's like, oh, my God, I'm going to die, dude. Yeah. I mean, the paranoia that comes with hallucinogens, though. Like, now I don't know if I would have ever called a doctor or called 911 because I'd be like, I'm going to get in trouble. But like, I I just, I couldn't believe this when I saw this. Now, I will tell you, as a guy who has done some casual drug use in my life, right? Everybody's shocked. I, um, my, my, um, my experience with hallucinogens is very, very limited. Very, very limited. As a matter of fact, I, I had done mushrooms a total of two times and I only felt the effects one time. Now, I've done paper acid right. when I was in high school and like that kind of stuff, like way back. I don't even know if you can get that stuff anymore. I, um, but I had done that like way back in the day. And then I had smoked salvia, yeah. which kind of makes you trip out a yeah. little bit. And that was, it was trippy. And I've said many, many times, dude, I would rather have my kids smoke joints and smoke salvia any day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes, 100%. Right? 100%. We yes. filmed it twice for the radio show. And it's, I think they're still available on YouTube. And I freak out. I'm in my old, dirty ass apartment in Parma. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. It was dude, bad. Sounds gross. I mean, dude, we made it look all crack, too, because we like took like a, like a, like a, like a, energy drink can and poked holes in it oh, yeah. made it look like all after school specialist <laughs> you know what i mean did that whole thing but i don't think you can just i worry about this information let me so uh, let me give you some numbers okay they say only 0.2% of almost 10,000 people who reported taking hallucinogenic mushrooms in 2016 reported that they needed emergency medical treatment now, according that was due to the annual drug uh, global drug survey. The survey of more than 120,000 patients, Fantone, found that in 50 countries, that the rates of emergency medical treatment for MDMA, LSD, alcohol, and cocaine were listed. That this is crazy. 
five times higher. Now, I don't know if that means all combined then they were five times, because then that would make sense. If any one of those was five times higher than mushrooms, I would be a little shocked by that. I would think alcohol would be. I mean, honestly, when it comes to... Yeah, because of the car accidents. Car sure, accidents, yeah. you fall down the steps, you get into a fight. I, it's just a million different things that make me think alcohol. I'm much more likely to end up in the hospital over alcohol than I am mushrooms. I, 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 think, I think that makes sense. I do. Now, there was a guy, they say here... That there was a guy a few weeks ago who took mushrooms and jumped off a balcony because he was hallucinating. Okay. And he, he died. Listen, you can overdo it with mushrooms. If you think that hearing this is like, oh, dude, I can take all the mushrooms I want to. No, bro, you can't. Like, you, you can totally overdo it. And uh, I'm trying to think, though, did I ever want to go to the hospital? I don't think so. And I mean, I don't want to say, but I mean, more than I can remember, you know what I mean? Like more, more times than I can remember I, I've used before. And like, I've never, I never had like that adverse, like, oh my God, am I dying? Am I going to die? Am I going to die? Like we're with Coke. I can certainly like, oh my God, dude, is my heart about to explode? Like, am I going to die? So, all right. Like I said, I've done mushrooms the two times. The first time I didn't really, I, I don't remember feeling anything. And then the second time I totally like wigged out. Okay. All right. This is before I moved to Oregon. So, God, you're going almost 10 years ago now, right? Yeah, God, I was there a year, been back five, six, seven. It was right about two years before I moved, probably eight, nine years ago, right? Okay. And I happened to be at Peabody's. This was before I worked there. But my buddy Rodney was in a great country band called the Not So Good Old Boys, and they were playing. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go see the Not So Good Old Boys. And so I show up at Peabody's. And a buddy of mine at the bar, and I was like in between jobs at this point. Like I had just, I had been let go from one of the other radio stations. I was kind of like, kind of floating. And a buddy of mine at the bar said, "Hey man, you ain't got nothing to do. You want to take some of these?" And I was like, for some reason, and I would never do this today. I would ne- like, I would never take hallucinogens now. But I said at the bar, I was like, you know what? Yeah, give me some of those. Uh, well, that's where you kind of ran into the problem there. And so I just started shoving them in my uh, mouth. Geez. <laughs> so I started eating them raw, just going at it. And I don't uh, like mushrooms to begin with. Like, I would take them off of pizza. I took them off my food last night at the restaurant. And those are normal mushrooms. Right. Like, those are mushrooms that are supposed to be ate. Like, mushrooms, like psychedelic mushrooms, taste like butt, dude. They're so gross. They are so gross. They're disgusting. And yeah. so I was at the bar just shoving them in my mouth and all this stuff, right? And it was about an hour later. I was like leaning up against one. I was leaning up against like the brick pillar. And I was, hey, I'll never forget. I was hanging out with my buddy Stick. And he said to me, (laughs) Stick's great. He said to me, he was like, man, I drank a half a bottle of Jack Daniels. You're on a fistful of mushrooms. We're in bad shape, my friend. I'll never forget it. Never forget it. So long story short, the end of the night comes. The bar closes. They're kicking everybody out. I don't work there yet. So they're like, dude, you got to go. You got to get out. Next thing I know, I was in my car in the parking lot, paranoid. And I was like, I'm not driving. Of course. I don't know if I'm sober yet. I can't tell what's happening. And I started to like really wig out and I got in depth in my life and what was wrong yeah, with it. And yeah. I need to get married and yeah. I need to do all this stuff. And then I do. I years actually, later, I haven't done any of it. No, I haven't done any of that. I actually <laughs> called a woman from my car that night that I felt was like, 
she might have been the one that got away and was like, I don't know. I think I did this wrong. We should get together. We should probably be married. You should do that wrong. She she played me the voicemail like two weeks later where I had asked her to marry me on the phone because I was all high on mushrooms. If that doesn't tell you that mushrooms aren't safe recreationally, I don't Dude, I'm the the most anti-marriage guy you can find. You give me two (laughs) things of mushrooms, I'm like, yeah, where's the bride? Bring her down here. Rings, put them on. No, I, dude, I'm telling you, I would, I have long said that I'm too old now for a losing Yes, chance. it's a young man's game. It is. Yeah, it's like uh, the NBA. <laughs> there's, there's, there's there's a couple of things here. Um, if you're going to do hallucinogenic drugs, I would recommend that you do it, especially in your first times or your first couple of times. You do it in a quote-unquote safe space where like you are in control of what's going on around you. I wouldn't do it in a crowd. Um, I would do it somewhere where I felt very familiar and very comfortable. I would do it with people that I felt comfortable with. Um, and I would definitely don't just gobble the whole bag. Don't just eat the whole thing. That's where I want to Yo, for sure, man. And dude, they've been talking about this recently over the past couple of years but in low doses they're starting to use like hallucinogenic mushrooms to treat mental disorders uh anxiety is a big one depression can be another one well emphasis, that's how lsd started emphasis out. on low doses they're not giving you an eighth of shrooms and saying yo put it on a peanut butter sandwich and smash this they're giving it to you in low doses so i believe it dude i do i mean i don't think the only thing is i think weed's safer in my opinion Yes. To me, that would that, that would be yes. the safest. Like, all right, now again, I don't want to make it sound like I'm telling people that you should be able to smoke a joint and then drive a car. No, it's not what I'm saying. Nope. But I would much rather, like, if I was on like a reality game show, TV game show, and it was like, pick one, get in the back seat of a car of a driver who's just taken three sheets of acid, or a guy who smoked two blunts. I'm going with Blunt Boy versus LSD guy. I'm just telling you, give me Blunt Boy all day long. I just, dude, the last thing I would ever want is a guy who's seeing cartoon characters and stuff that isn't there behind the wheel of a car. That would be, oh my God, how horrific that would be. Awful, awful, awful. There are some changes coming to one of our favorite concert venues. Ladies, you're going to have to tighten up what the hell it is you're bringing into venues. We'll get it all cleared up for you next on The Stansberry Show. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. We have some information here about some changes happening to the Blossom Music Center. Okay. Obviously, as we're gearing up for the summer concert season, new rules are being put in place, and I quote here, to provide a safer environment for our fans and expedite entry. And that's what we all want. We want to be safe, but mm-hmm. we want to be able to get into the concert as fast as humanly possible. Yeah. Right? You, most of us show up late, like, oh my God, they're about to play my favorite song. Let me in there. So now here's some things. You will only be able to bring in factory-sealed food in a one-gallon plastic freezer bag per person, which is quite a bit. And I, I mean, do, if you go with four people and each one of you brings one of those, that's a lot of stuff. And it, it, I think it's more than commendable enough of Blossom to still allow us to bring food in. I mean, most places are going to be like, no, you're not bringing in outside food. You can buy one of these $12 cheeseburgers. Right. So the fact that they're letting you bring food in at all is good enough for me. No longer permitted inside Blossom, and I'm reading now from Fox8.com, large purses, coolers, briefcases, which why the hell was anybody bringing a briefcase, backpacks, fanny packs, cinch bags, luggage of any kind, computer bags, camera bags, or any bag that exceeds the size limit. Now, women, I know you're like, well, how the hell am I going to bring my things in? And women will know this term and maybe men will not. 
women, you will still be able, allowed, permitted to bring in a clutch size purse. Now, if you have a girlfriend or a wife, you probably know this. Clutch is the thing they can kind of hold in their hand. They're very small. Um, I'm sure you've been to a show where your woman was bringing a purse. This happened to me in Cincinnati, actually, when I went and saw the Deftones and Incubus. And the girl I was with was one of those girls that she brings everything in the world with her everywhere she goes. And God, am I happy to be done with all that. Um, she had like one of these huge, gigantic, you know, coach purses, couple thousand dollars, the whole thing. She was freaking out because they were like, you can't bring that in here. And they made her dump it all into like a plastic bag that they like roped off for her. And we had to walk all the way back to the car, put the really nice purse in there. And she bitched the whole night and it was awful. So apparently you can bring a clutch size purse about the size of the hand. They can be brought into the addition gallon plastic bags, but must not exceed four and a half by six and a half inches. All bags will now be searched. Exceptions will be made for medically necessary items after inspection. Okay. Now, I yeah, I don't have a problem with that. The only thing that is kind of a little bit is like camera bags. You can't bring a camera bag in there if you have it searched. You want to be able to take pictures, and I mean, you're sure there's plenty of people out there. You know, yeah, you've got an iPhone in your pocket, but still, you want you know a better camera. I feel like that's, but I mean, it's not out of line. You know, it's not like this is new either. The NFL's been doing this for years. Oh God, yeah, the Brown Stadium has been yeah. making people. I mean, this isn't no, this is Blossom catching up to things and making sure. And again. Something just happened at a concert the other night or after a concert. So it is going to make venues kind of stop, look around and go, are we on our game? Are we, we, nothing's happened in our venue yet, but are we on top of it? I talk about this with the Agora all the time because I work there, right? The Agora is very good at like looking around and going, what's the next problem? Like Larry's our front of house and he's fantastic because Larry's one of these guys that is constantly working without you realizing he's doing it. But 90% of what that guy does is walking around the venue, looking at where the next problem will be. And he's fantastic at one of the best I've ever seen at it. And he'll constantly grab a security guard and be like, keep your eye on that. That's going to be a thing. Keep your eye on this over here. That's going to be a thing. And he's on top of it. And so I'm sure that's all that's happened here is Manchester kind of happened a little bit. We're gearing up for we're gearing up for the summer concert series and blossom went you know what this is probably the perfect opportunity for us to go up and down our guidelines and make sure that we're up to 2017 what standards are going to be and i'm perfectly okay with it and besides if you can't fit everything you want to bring into a concert in a clutch purse ladies then the problem's you the problem's not the venue the problem is you i'm going to get you all addicted to panda porn that happens next on the Stansbury Show. Oh. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. If you missed it earlier uh, this morning, we announced Guns N' Roses coming uh, to the queue in October the 26th. Tickets go on sale on the 3rd of June, 10 a.m. We will have another pair for you tomorrow morning on the program. Beat the box off. Uh, beat the box office tickets. Mike Tubby won his pair this morning out of Canal Fulton. He was super excited about it. Yeah, understandably so, dude. I'd be pumped too. Totally get it. Yeah, that'll be a great night. So, when we start to see animals moving towards the extinct thing, we kind of like we want to have them get together and make more. We, we yeah. want we want the animals on the planet. Yeah, you know, obviously, um, diversity when it comes to animals is a pretty important thing. And I don't know why anybody would be like, you know what? No, let's get them out of here, dude. We need less of those animals. Well, Chinese scientists are having a problem getting pandas to bang. 
Yeah, it's long been a problem. They're, they're, they, they just won't bang. And what happens is, and I guess this shouldn't be surprising, is that when you take an animal out of its natural habitat and you put it into a caged system, which was what zoos are, I don't care how nice the glass looks or what they put in the box, that's a, that's a, that's a cage that animal does not want to, want to be in. Okay, They're in captivity is the word. That doesn't sound like if, if I told you I was going to put you in captivity today, that doesn't sound like, oh, zoo, fun, right? No, that sounds like that would be awful. So when they take these animals out of the wild and put them in captivity, they start to lose their animal instincts. They get very lethargic is what they say. They say they, they lose their natural habits. And he says here, they just lose the passion for sex. And to and and and, and appropriate, they they just, they just won't do it. And I found that to be interesting. I wouldn't have thought about that. You know what I mean? You take me from my house or to the Holiday Inn, I still want to get it in. I, you know what I mean? So like, but I'm a different animal. I, I think even in the wild, I think pandas aren't necessarily as driven towards reproduction like other animals are. I think that's just been a, a an issue of that species where it's like, you know, there's some animals, rabbits, where it's like that's all they want to do is right. just like bang it out. Not because like, oh, having sex feels good, but that's just their natural urge. And I'm sure if you if you put them into, like you said, into a captivity situation, it probably even lessens that they say they're just not interested in sex they have lost the desire and the know-how in captivity they lose their natural habits and the complex rhythm of panda mating behavior with its territorial scent marking and mating calls and social interaction over large areas is then disrupted if i if i remember watching planet earth correctly or one of those nature documentaries i think pandas are pretty solitary creatures too so it's not you know they're not running around in packs banging it out if if you're spending all your time in the in the in the wild about by yourself then you know you, like i said you're just not as likely to be as like driven by sex it has taken a team of experts listen to this three decades to figure out how to get captive pandas to mate again last year 23 pandas were born in the center and this year they're actually expecting more so they're getting better at this okay it says, since the 1980s, they've come to understand their sexual behavior. They've been able to determine exactly when the female ovulates. Now, apparently what makes this difficult is that a female panda will only ovulate one to three days a year. That's a uh, tight window. Yeah, that is. That's a very tight window. Excuse the pun. And pandas are like humans, they say here, the scientist does. They're very picky about who they mate with. I don't know if humans are that picky. It says we have to find the best partner for both of them, but they have personal choices as well, so it can be difficult, he says. They've developed a speed dating program for the Jesus. pandas. The female brought into a special banging cage, and then one by one, up to five male pandas will be paraded before her through a grate. Now, the male pandas have to be separated, Fantone, because otherwise they'll get into, like, scraps. They'll fight. They'll go to fisticuffs, the pandas will, trying to get to the, to the female panda. So apparently what happens is a male panda will rub his body through up against the grate, walking around agitated, grunting and the like. And apparently a female... When she likes the male, will rub her body up against the grate at him, stick her tail up towards the male panda. 
basically this is like other animals. We've right. seen this. Like that's just you know they're not going to talk. It's like no, you got to buy two glasses of wine first. She basically bends over and says, "Give it to me, panda boy," right. and that's the way that goes down. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, I'm speeding yeah. it up for everybody. Yeah, no, that's what happens. Once the female has chosen her partner, he's then brought into the cage with her, but. They can be attracted to one another, have that thing, but they say what happens is is they'll throw them in the cage together and they still won't get it on. They won't do it. So what they've done now is created instructional panda porn. And they have recorded other pandas banging and they show it to these two pandas in the cage and as a like, this is what you're supposed to be doing in there to get them to have sex. I'm a little surprised that they went the video route there. Audio, it would make sense to me. If they if they played like the sounds of pandas having sex, I could understand why that would. But as far as I know, like dogs and cats don't view television in the same way that we do just because their eyes are different. I'm I would assume that pandas would have been the same way, but maybe I'm wrong there. Like maybe 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 they do watch television the same way we well, do. Well, I was going to say cuz like how do dogs and stuff see screens and the and the like? I mean, do animals have that kind of function? I don't know. I, I believe, I mean, and listen, neither one of us are like veterinarians or anything like that, but I, I as far as I know, they, they, it, it, they don't view it in the same way that we do. Yes, your dog knows that the television is on, it's and, there's on movement, and something's on it, but right. it's not It's not viewed the same way he that we are. He can't tell it's SVU. Right. He can't tell it's, a, you know, but that's why audio would make sense to me. Like, that's yeah, why you hear other two pandas banging it out. And you it's know like, oh, yeah, are. yeah, it's going to click you back into the natural habitat. Yeah, why don't they just, I mean, okay, so you got a panda ovulating three days out of the year or whatever. Just like a bull, just like a How cow. How great if that were true of women. <laughs> just like a cow. How great would that well, be? Why not use, like, you know, they'll the artificially inseminate, inseminate, inseminate cows all the time. They do it on a regular basis. Why don't they just do that? Get the panda sperm, take the panda egg, put it in a Petri dish, and bam, dude, you got a new little panda right there. That's something we've been able to do for quite a while. What, 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 why can't they do that? They don't do it. They set up a TV just outside the bars and they watch <laughs> the panda porn, they say. All right. The panda's instinctual way to learn is through observation. So they use it this way so they can learn from mating videos quite effectively, they say. And then, you know, figuring out whether or not they can get pregnant, that's a whole other problem. You know what I thought about yesterday when I read this? It wasn't the pandas banging. It's the dude whose job it is to, like, edit panda porn down so two pandas can bang like that guy's got a life right and he goes home and he's got a wife bitching at him about everything else and you know just imagine that argument honey i just got home i had to watch pandas bang all day and then the two live pandas wouldn't do it and now i gotta edit this video like imagine being the guy that has to edit panda porn together i feel like i figured out where furries came from i feel like we might be on to something and this is where furries have come from. There are changes coming to the Canton Charge. It's all good, but there are major changes coming to the Canton Charge, and we'll get you filled in next on the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9 online for WRQK.com. If you have not seen the video or heard the 911 call about the Canton Police fatal shooting from the other day, that is available for you in the Sandsbury Show section of WRQK.com. Also up there is a guy dunking over a basketball or over a car, dunking a basketball while jumping over a car from the TNT show uh, about like the greatest dunkers of all time. When does that ice cube thing start? That 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 th- that big three on three thing happen? It's got to be soon. I mean, obviously it's going to wait till the NBA finals are over, but I think it's right after it. Yeah, yeah it's going to be shortly thereafter. 
It's um, I saw it's going to be on FS1, which I like, and from what I understand, I think Ice Cube has laid down the gauntlet to Lavar Ball. He says, "Come on." You can beat all these guys, huh? I got the perfect league for you to prove it. You're all the same age now. Everybody's kind of like past their prime now. And I doubt he'll do it, but I would love to see that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, a half-court game is a lot easier on the body. Um, if you can still shoot, you can still shoot. It doesn't matter how old you get there. If you can put the ball in the basket, you'll be able to do it. So I saw Steph Curry's um, little brother on TV the other day. And he was being interviewed, and he's also an NBA player. Yeah, and uh, and I would imagine would be considered to be pretty good if his brother wasn't like the best shooter in the history of the league. He's all right. And uh, he said when they go out and play horse in the driveway, that their old man Del Curry can still win because he can still shoot it. Like he can't body him up, he can't play D. But if they're just going to play a shooting game, his dad can still shoot the ball. Yeah, I think anybody anybody that's played a couple of games of of, of you know driveway basketball with their dad knows, man, he can still get out there, can still make it rain. Yeah, my dad could shoot, too. Is that right? Yeah, dude, my dad was a pretty good shooter. Got that mustache, dude, just out there, dude, just making it rain. I could shoot. I was a pretty good shooter. I could shoot the ball really well. The rest of basketball, I I wasn't about. Yeah, the running, the, the doing stuff, the hustle. Nah, nah, I don't want any of I that. I could board pretty well, and I could shoot the ball pretty well. But my brother would always tell me, my brother was a really good high school basketball player, actually played a little bit of college basketball, Division III. Uh, I mean, it's not like he went to Duke or anything, but he played college ball. And, um, you know, he would tell me all the time, he's like, yeah, he's like, you, he's like, you've got a good jump shot and you can board a little bit. He's like, but you don't really have the rest of the skills to make like a real run at being a basketball player. So I, was, I gave it up pretty quick. I was like, 10. And in the driveway, I was like, went inside crying. I was like, Mom, Dave told me I can't play basketball. I mean, it was like the whole thing, but he was just, he was just telling me what the truth of it was. That's all. That's all he was doing. Well, at 10, you might have been able to put some effort forth and maybe gotten a little bit better, but I don't nah, know. Nah, they say you know early. Uh, right. They say you know early. All right, well, if he's not an all-star at age 9, we're taking him out of sports. <laughs> yeah, throw him away, get a new kid. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. The Canton Charge, speaking of basketball, is now expected to move from the Canton Memorial Civic Center downtown to the, uh, to the Johnson Controls Hall of Fame Village in the next few years, according right. to public records filed with the Economic Development Agencies in Ohio. And I guess I can't be surprised by this. The NBA Development League team will play at the Sports Performance Center planned for the village, and the Canton Repository obtained the paperwork from two different port authorities in the state throughout uh, through public records, rather. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I know people are going to be upset about this, um, and... I love having stuff go down at the Civic Center because it's close to my house and I can walk and all that. Um, but if we're going to put a bunch of money into the Hall of Fame Village, I think getting the most out of that and using it as many times as we possibly can probably isn't bad. I don't believe the Canton Charge have put forth an official statement on this. And as an employee of the Canton Charge, I want to be careful with what I say here. Yeah, I would. Um, sure. Uh, yeah, because I don't know how they feel about it. I, I don't either. I have not had this. Is that, have you not talked to anybody I, I about not, that? I, I've, I've had this conversation with people. Ooh, I hope this isn't one of those things where they're being told, get out. You're no, moving. no, 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 no. I've had this conversation with people, and it was months ago, and it was just kind of like, hey, dude, what do you think about this idea? It was never like... Like, hey, we're doing this or anything like that. Um, so, like I said, I kind of want to be careful with what I say here. I would. Um, but you can understand why, um, especially as the NBA D-League uh, turns into the NBA G-League sponsored by Gatorade. Um, you can understand why they would want to move up 
the ladder there. And obviously a brand new facility um, in the middle of a multi-million dollar renovation of, you know, the biggest brand in Stark County. That's a step in the right direction. It is to me, at least, where it's like, dude, you know, you've already you've already got the the idea of, well, it's going to be the, the the Disney World of football here. And you've got all these different things, and it's going to be sports, 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 sports. Why wouldn't you want to be a part of that? Why wouldn't you, as an organization, feel like, okay, this is obviously what's about to take off in Canton. And the Pro Football Hall of Fame certainly is that that place. The Hall of Fame Village and, and everything Johnson Controls is doing, it's all on the upswing. It's still, dude, we are building momentum, dude, right. and we are flying sky high with this thing. I, I, can't, I never even thought about what the charge would think. I can't fault the charge at all for wanting to be a part of it. I believe the... Um, no, it's going to be more eyes on your product. Right, and you're going to be in the middle of everything, and you know, people who are there to go see the Hall of Fame are going to be like, oh, what's the Canton charge? Oh, we've got an extra night in town. Let's go to that charge game after we do the Hall of Fame thing. You know what I mean? So it just makes sense to, to, to buddy up with the Pro Football Hall of Fame right now. It does. I think, I think Stark County realizes that if people come into the area to visit, the 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 over the over the overall reason is probably the Pro Football Hall of Fame, yeah, right? Yeah. I I would imagine. I mean, isn't it? I think it's the most visited thing in Northeast Ohio every year. I'm pretty sure. I think that's what the report had said last year. And so you're right that if you if you bring people in town and they're viewing that, and then they don't have to like, well, where is the Civic Center? Where's this? Where's that? If it's just oh, well, it's right there. All right, well, yeah, we can catch a basketball game real quick. Okay, yeah, let's go do that. I agree with you. I think that that probably will lend to what restaurants are always after, which is foot traffic. Right, right. People that are just coming just in walk just, be, just because they got We talk there. about it at the concert venue all the time. Well, it's like, yeah, we sold X amount of tickets, but it's Friday night and the weather's nice. We're going to deal with a lot of walk-up. And I think that that's what they're looking for is a little walk-up. Now, the counter to this, and at least the, the argument on the other side, and at least the point that I kind of thought of yesterday was that, like, I love downtown Canton. I, I don't Me live, too. I don't, I don't live there anymore, but I genuinely love that area. And the more stuff that's going on down there, the better it is for the revitalization of downtown. I agree. And the fact that, you know, charge games happen at the Civic Center downtown. And even like the Civic Center is kind of on the outskirts of downtown where people aren't necessarily as intimidated or as like concerned about or something. I always felt like the Civic Center was just far enough away where it was like not downtown. It's, it's not that like that 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 negative stereotype of downtown of like where I live, which is no longer true. Which right. people want to pretend like, oh, dude, it was as bad as it was ten years ago. No, it's not. It's considerably better than it has been. But I I I, I am a little bummed if the charge end up leaving downtown Canton. I will be bummed about. Yeah, that. I mean as a as a a resident of downtown, as a proponent of downtown, as a guy who's been preaching since moving down here that there's nothing to be afraid of downtown, because I really just don't think there is. Honestly, I've lived down there now, God, just let me knock on some wood, but I have never had anything happen to my apartment. Right. Nothing has ever happened to my car downtown. Nothing's right. ever happened to me downtown. And so, like, I, I, you know, so far, so damn good there. And so I'm like you, I don't necessarily want to usher them out, but from a business model standpoint, as a guy who understands you know economics of these things, I can get why you want to be in there. And like I said, you know the 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 D League and all their teams affiliated with it; those are all going to be stepping things up when it comes to production value, when it comes to in-game experience, when it comes to even quality of players. And I, you know, I'm not trying to make it sound like D League players aren't good right now, um, but a big problem what they what they deal with is. 
D-League players aren't paid as well as European players. So a lot of guys are like, dude, I can either, you know, putz around in the D-League and be really close to the NBA, but no guarantee I ever make it to that money, or I can go over to Israel right now and go play basketball for $500,000 a year. Right. So, like, you know, next year there'll be an, there's going to be more money. There's going to be, you know, higher paid players. There's going to be more production value and things like that. So I I get it. I do. At at the end of the day, I'm, I'm torn a little bit, but I understand the decision. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, I would never want to usher somebody out of downtown because I have I have 100 percent faith in it. And um, and and I remained living down there and I could move, but I like where I live. I like the area in which I live. And so I like you. But from a business standpoint, I could understand wanting to be where the people are going to be. And the people are going to be at the Johnson Controls Hall of Fame Village. That's just where they're going to be. We will close out the Stansbury show for the day. We'll do so next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show on Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Tomorrow morning, we'll have another pair of Guns N' Roses tickets. That show was announced uh, earlier this morning for October the 26th at the Q. Uh, rumors still kind of running rampant on who the opening act's going to be. I know Chino from Deftones tweeted out that uh, Deftones will be opening for some Guns N' Roses acts. Yes. Right now on consequenceofsound.net, which is a semi-reputable rock blog, you know, thing. Yeah. Um, in the U.S., they'll be joined by Deftones, Royal Blood. They've got a new song oh, out on the radio. Dude, Royal Blood's really good. Live and or ZZ Top. Oh, give me the ZZ Top, though. If I, like, Royal Blood's a younger band that I really, really like. Their first record was so good and flew well under the radar. If you're looking for a cool new band that you haven't heard of, check Royal Blood out. I'm actually a pretty big fan. But if you were going to give me my choice there, I'll take the ZZ Top because that's just four hours of hits, dude. Yeah, dude. ZZ Top. I mean, those are all pretty decent. You got Deftones, Royal Blood, Live, or ZZ Top. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty decent. That's a good opening act for sure. Yeah, no, that would be pretty good. Either one of them. I mean, Deftones would be great. It'd all be great. Uh, Like I said, I mean, that's from the internet. And if it's on the internet, it's got to be true. Not necessarily, but that's what uh, what the rumors are right now. It's pretty exciting stuff, if you ask me. Uh, One of our listeners apparently went and saw him, Axel, when they toured with Metallica, and he came out two hours late. Yeah, I saw a couple of shows on that tour, too. Me and a couple of buddies actually traveled. I saw three of those. Um, Metallica Guns N' Roses. That was when I was still young enough to travel. This was decades ago, though, yeah. right? So, I mean, obviously. Here's the thing. I was worried about it in 07 when I went and saw Axel and, like, the band of dudes called Guns N' Roses when he was, like, kind of out there with his, on his own with, uh, you know, the Chinese Democracy Tour. And we were worried about it. He had like a DJ kind of open up the thing. I think it was like the Beastie Boys DJ or whatever kind of like opened up. And then uh, and then Eagles of Death Metal came out. And then all of a sudden the, the venue was kind of black. And you were kind of waiting. And it started to build in the venue. Right. Like, oh my God, is Axel pulling an Axel? Are we not going to see it? And I looked at my buddy Jerry even and I said, dude, we should probably just go right now. Because it's going to be a mess. He's not going to show. And then next thing you know, he came out. And Axl Rose, for two and a half hours, nailed it. Nailed it. And they were so good, you would have thought the original band was up there. So that was back in 07. And what I will say to you, people who are worried about Axl now, is we have all last year where he toured... How many times? Not only did he play the Guns N' Roses shows, he played the ACDC shows that you guys told me he would be no good at. 
Remember that? Oh my god, Axel's gonna front ACDC. That's gonna be an abomination. And then he went out there, and just like I had told you he would, he nailed it. I think honestly, I, I would I would put my faith. Now I said about the concert for legends. I wouldn't put that in the hands of Axel Rose. Because that has to go off without a hitch. And Axel can be temperamental. So I wouldn't necessarily give him the Concert for Legends thing. I would reach out to Metallica next year and see if maybe they're interested. Also, Eric Church would be on my list. I feel like he's kind of at that level now. Those two would be who I looked at next. But I would, as a consumer, I would feel perfectly safe taking out my debit card and buying Guns N' Roses tickets now. I really would. I think think it's no longer 1992. And Axel's an old man now and realizes, like, dude, this is a cash grab. Grab the cash. I gotta get paid. I gotta grab the cash. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Axel's living under the guise of like, well, no, there's still another decade of GNR left. I think he's knows like we're ringing the death toll here. Let's grab as much money as we possibly can and get out the game. But I could understand being, you know, feeling slighted by Axel. I, you know, I, I remember that. I saw a few of those shows. How good of a tour was that? Metallica, Guns N' Roses? Oh my god, that was so good. Oh, it was so good. What's your favorite Guns N' Roses song? Um, Obviously, Welcome to the Jungle is a classic for a reason. I don't know if I would put that at my number one, but I can understand why that's the best Guns N' Roses song. Um, I love Civil War. Um, I was I, I, I like November Rain a lot. Those were both in the epic horn section, pianos playing, Guns N' Roses. We're artsy. Yeah. Right, and, and, and then that different direction that they took things. Um, but as a whole, dude, I don't know if you can go wrong with anything off of Welcome. Like, that album, top to bottom, is 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 fantastic. So, uh... That's a non-answer, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna say I don't know. That's a whole good album to pick from. I'm being told Miles Kennedy is much better now. I guess he did some shows with them. Axel sucks now. I saw every video from every Guns N' Roses tour last year. I disagree with you. We just disagree here, and that's really what it is. It's opinion. You know what I mean? Nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. I saw a bunch of videos from Axel on tour last year. Buddies of mine were backstage. In Pittsburgh, where I was supposed to be, I actually had tickets, backstage passes, the whole thing. And they were sending me photos. They were like, dude, look how amazing this is. And I, I, I saw the videos. I, I felt like he sounded great. I, I just, I was like, man, I, I, I wish I was at that. I love GNR. For me, you're making a really good argument about Welcome to the Jungle. You're right. You're making a good argument on why that's their best offering. My favorite song is probably off of Use Your Illusion 2, which is Estranged, is probably my favorite Guns N' Roses song. If I was going to pick 1A, 1B, my 1B would probably be Rocket Queen off of Appetite. And I have long said about Appetite for Destruction. That is, and I don't think that this is arguable, I think that this is fact. Appetite for Destruction is the greatest debut record by any band in the history of music in any format. You can talk to me about Led Zeppelin 1 all you want. Appetite's better. Led Zeppelin didn't hit their stride on their first record. Like, when you hear Appetite for Destruction, that is a band it's sometimes it's about where you land, right? And they were perfect for where they were. It was the perfect bow to put on the end of the LA strip sleaze scene. And to usher in that new thing that ended up happening. 
and that record is just perfectly summed up for 1987, 88. And yet, if I played it for somebody today, it sounds new. It's very much. I'll give you another one. Pretty Hate Machine by Nine Inch Nails is very much the same thing. That album is sums up 1990, 89 actually perfectly. But yet, if I played it for somebody today, it sounds like it got recorded yesterday. And when you can say that about a piece of art, that's how you know they're important. And whatever your personal feeling on Axel is, that guy made important art that will last the world round. It'll last forever. Appetite will always be considered to be one of the greatest records ever made. I don't care what happens to music, people will point to Appetite and go, yeah, that was a movement. That was a thing. A lot of people say the same thing about Stansberry Show, so, you know. That is true. Two of the greats right there. That is true. Two of the greats right there. And I showed up today. You did show up. Even though it's your birthday, Stansberry getting it done, putting forth good effort on his birthday. I could have I, I pulled an axle. I didn't. I did not. Yeah, I love Axel Rose, man. I always have. Love him. Just wrote good lyrics. Wrote songs about stuff I know about. Chugging whiskey, trying to chase chicks. Like, that's, that's just stuff I knew about. You know what I mean? And so I just, dude, Appetite for Destruction, one of my favorite records of all time. I don't think it's arguable. It's the best debut record by any band ever in the history of music. Aside from that, we are done for the day. We will be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9, where we will have more Guns N' Roses tickets for you. Uh, make sure you're listening to Fishhead after 10 a.m. Have a great afternoon. See you. <laughs>